Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Libby Dunn has made a fortune by doing what? Taking off her clothes and putting her finger in her mouth. Now she wants respect. America's queen wants respect. I do respect the work to become a gymnast, but come on. Take off your clothes, put your finger in your mouth, and stretch. Ain't no respect for that. We got that and a lot more. Bruce Pearl joins as Don't At Me starts right now. Hey, good morning this morning. Libby Dunn is saying, wait a second, ladies and gentlemen, respect me. You don't know how hard I've worked at my brand. I've been working at my brand for a long time. Let's talk about exactly what is your brand. You were a terrific gymnast, but you didn't participate this year, and you still made millions, and I'm all in on it. I am the lovely Lee Rostockich, LLRD, as she is affectionately known in these circles, said it best when NIL money was a coming. She said, sure, the quarterback's going to get some NIL money, a lot of it. Sure, the star basketball player is going to get NIL money, a lot of it, but you know who's really going to make out? The little girl that takes off her clothes and puts her finger in her mouth and shows her ass. People definitely discredit what I do. Oh, I know. I mean, how couldn't they? I mean, it's so hard. People need to understand. Yes, we all need to understand because life could not go on if we didn't understand what Livy's all about. People need to understand I've worked for everything I've earned. I've spent years building an audience, and brands pay me for what they believe is worth the reach of the demographic that I offer. Well, good. Does anybody question this? Does anybody really care? Seriously. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. I mean, she takes her clothes off. Terrific gymnast. And you got to understand something about gymnasts. Let me say this. I have total respect for gymnasts. I've often said that gymnasts are the toughest athletes. I, Bowling Green State University had a national championship gym, gymnast. Her name was Ostertag. She was from Norway or wherever, somewhere over there. And I remember going over there because the gymnastics coach and I were friends. Take your clothes off, Libby. And I see her in the bushes smoking a cigarette in between meets. She had broken everything, but she was a national champion, and I was all there for it. So, Libby, I respect I do. I respect the gymnastics, but all you do is take your clothes off. You know what I mean? That's it. You take your clothes off, show your body, dance around, do some flexibility, stick your finger in your mouth or stick your finger on your ass and go, so, hey, if we're supposed to respect that, but we all should understand. We all should understand, yes, because some little 18 to 23-year-old that takes her clothes off means the world to us, and we should all understand. Well, I got to tell you, I do understand. I'm a fan. Look, what can I tell you? Uh, I'm not one of those guys that gives a damn about anything that she does except for as a freaking gymnast, because that's hard work. But the taking your clothes off, don't at me about taking your clothes off. I got two words for you. Bah! All right. Uh, this is no shocker. And this is going to happen to a kid here in Indianapolis. There's stuff going on with Colorado. It's a kid named Danny O'Neill. 
Dr. Michael Neal's son, he's the best football player in the great state of Indiana. He's a quarterback at Cathedral High School, the best football program in the great state of Indiana, not named Andrean. Anyway, I digress. Danny O'Neill is one of the few, if not the only, quarterbacks to start as a freshman for Cathedral High School. Danny O'Neill gets, gets recruited, gets recruited by this guy. Deion Sanders, uh, Danny O'Neill was recruited by a lot of people. Indiana set a recruiting visit for Danny O'Neill, and they screwed it up so bad I can't even tell you. Unorganized mess. Long story short, Danny O'Neill chooses to go to Colorado. Here's the kicker. Danny O'Neill's really good, but Colorado is now, well, they're going to get maybe the number one quarterback in the class of 2025, and he may reclassify. This is no surprise. This is what happens. Deion Sanders has, has fielded hundreds, hundreds of recruiting calls from kids wanting to play. And not just third string, all mid-American high school conference. No, no, no. I'm talking about transfers, high end. I'm talking about number one players at different positions. And it's no surprise. Why wouldn't you? I would send my kid to go play for Deion Sanders, but I'm not sure I would send them to go play for Deion Sanders if I was a quarterback. I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I wouldn't. His son is still there, and they're going to get loaded up. Don't know what's going to happen, but I'm a huge fan of Danny O'Neill. I'm a huge fan of Dr. Mike O'Neill. I'm a huge fan of the whole thing. But Deion Sanders getting these calls is not surprising. He sends the right message. It is not just a black-white thing, as many are saying. Absolutely not. I am a white parent, and i got to tell you, based on what I have seen out of Deion Sanders, I'd send Deion Sanders there in a heartbeat. A lot of people say, well, he only caters to black kids. Really? Well, he's got a white offensive and defensive coordinator. I think that's a load of crap. I think Deion Sanders is sending the right message to everybody, and I personally would want him to coach my son. All right, I'll tell you who I don't want around, anyone, anywhere that is the la- that has the last name of Dockage or Ross or Shaw or any of the other names in my family. I don't want them around Antonio Brown. I don't want Antonio Brown anywhere near anybody that I know because he's insane. Now, he's nuts. Look, he is absolutely insane. Now, this guy has burnt every bridge Because, well, frankly, he's just acted like an out-of-control idiot. He has. I mean, he walks out in the middle of the game. Tom Brady took care of him. Then what does he do? He rips Tom Brady. It was going to be him and Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell. The three Bs, Ben, Bell, and Brown with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And what happens? This clown. So all of a sudden, here he comes. They always come back. I used to say that about women when I was divorced. They always come back. Well, guess what? Football is no different. We've seen Le'Veon Bell beg to play somewhere. Uh, Colin Kaepernick compared the NFL to what? Slavery. Guess what? He's begging to come back. And, of course, Antonio Brown begging to come back. See, here's the deal. I say this all the time, and I say it kind of in jest, but not really. Hey, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, Antonio. Go take whatever degree you don't have. Go take that high school diploma that you have and take it for a spin and see if you can make that kind of money. That's why whenever I hear a guy complain, Jonathan Taylor in this case, uh, yeah, take it for a spin, see if you can make this kind of money. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, whichever Bosa's holding out, take it for a spin. Take that half-ass degree you got and see if you can make that kind of money. You're not. And eventually, ladies and gentlemen, you figure that out. Now, for some, it's too late. But I don't want anybody around Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, he just crazy. You know what? 
He just crazy. He cray cray. And I don't need that action around me or my peeps anywhere. But Antonio Brown heard they need a wide receiver. Oh, okay. Yay, Rod, go fight win. Yeah, they do. Of course they do. And they want you. They want you. Hear me out, Antonio Brown says. Okay, Antonio, I'm not going to act crazy this time. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not going to be a nut job this time. Oh, really? Yeah. No, really, hear me out. Because you speak in coherent sentences. Because you are smarter than all of us. Yeah, I'm not hearing nothing out of Antonio Brown. I hope the Steelers do it. That would go against everything that the Steelers stand for. You know what? Come on, Mike Tomlin. Show that you can coach. Feed one foe. All right. Yeah, feed one foe. All right. Yeah, and now he's a team player. One foe. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. It's absolutely glorious. Uh This is Micah Parsons has become a guy, right? Micah Parsons is a great football player. He is a great edge rusher. Micah Parsons goes through the offensive line like I go through a bag of Nilla wafers. Actually, a box of Nilla wafers. I do. Or a big, big mound of Gouda cheese. You put Gouda cheese and Ritz crackers in front of me with some jelly, it is on, people. Well, anyway, Micah Parsons doesn't think that the uh, Giants should have kept Daniel Jones in the game. They should have protected him. Oh, good. So now we've got defensive linemen that are coaching other teams. Oh, we got defensive linemen that have never won squat. Let's listen from the all the rage, Micah Parsons. I don't think Daniel Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I don't, thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. And barring injury, their season will be over without Daniel Jones. The Bengals did the smart decision by pulling Joe Burrow, saying, hey, we, we, we're going to submit, we're going to take our loss, and we're going to move on the next week and get better. That's the best thing you can do. I do not agree with Daniel Jones staying out there into that last drive. Who gives a shit what Micah Parsons thinks about another team? Now, he acts like we're supposed to care. You know what I mean? I mean, honest to God. I mean, we act like we're supposed to care what alignment on another team stinks. I do not think. So what? See, here's what you got here. You got all these NFL guys, Michael Irvin, Shannon Sharp, Richard Seymour. Nah, maybe not Seymour, but the other two are going to get old and irrelevant. So Micah Parsons is trying out for a role. And we're all supposed to genuflect because, well, Micah Parsons can rush the quarterback. So he should coach every team. My ass, get him out of here. I don't want to hear from other – I don't want to hear guys talking about what other teams should do. It's his right. It's his show. We showed it. He – it's a bucket list for every athlete to be on our show. He got it. But get away from me. Don't at me, Micah Parsons. Baker Mayfield figured out all of the defensive signals. How about this? This is very helpful. He figured out all the defensive signals – he did, of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we're in there talking as an offense, and he's like, hey, I know all the signals. If they do this, they're going cover two. If they do that, they're going cover three. Every time I alert this and do this signal, they're dropping back into this, and I am like, that is amazing. That, ladies and gentlemen, is from running back Rashad White. That's why you bring guys from other teams to your team. I remember Bate came in the locker room a little at halftime. He said, I got it. We got all their signals. 
How about that? Baker Mayfield, Rashard White, that's Rashard White talking about it. But there it is, right there. Baker Mayfield's got all of their signals. He threw for 173 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 63 completion rate. They were tied at halftime, and eventually Tampa Bay won the game. See, that's smart. I'll never forget. You know I got a story for everything. I'm playing linebacker, Pop Warner football, and I heard the call. It was going to be a swing pass out here, and I was going to intercept it and run for a touchdown. I knew what they were doing, and Danny Onofre broke through the middle. He was a middle linebacker. Tough dude. Did a little time in jail, but that's all right. He broke through, and as a quarterback was getting ready, he was going it this way. Throw it that way, and I was making my break on it. He tackled the quarterback. My one shot at football greatness went awry. Damn it. That's all I got to say. Damn it. It went awry. Danny Onofre, I love you a long time. My mother's her best of friends, but damn you. All right, we got a Fredo sighting. You know who Fredo is? The weenie brother in the Godfather trilogy or quadruple or whatever the hell. He got eight Godfathers, but Fredo is the Weasley little brother that went out with Mo Green to Las Vegas to start Vegas. There's our Fredo. There he is. Hey, look, Alex Rodriguez works for Fox, so I guess we're supposed to tread lightly. But anybody that is surprised that Alex Rodriguez would rat people out, boy, I don't know where you have been. Apparently, by all accounts, Alex Rodriguez went to officials, investigators of Major League Baseball and ratted out Manny Ramirez for, you guessed it, Royd. So Fredo here, not only did he blame his cousin, you always got to blame your cousin. You got to have a fall guy, as Chris Carter said. So Fredo here blames his cousin when he got nailed for steroids. And now, according to documents, Rodriguez added into the investigation record the names of three former or then current players. He said Bosch, which is the place where they all cheated, uh, had identified to him as PED users. Ryan Braun, Manny Ramirez, and another all-star player. The player was the lone one not already on the federal investigator's radar. So they had these guys, and guess what? A-Rod decided that he was going to rat him out. He never tested positive for any PED use, was never interviewed by authorities, never suspended by Major League Baseball, unable to reach the player. The agent said biogenesis was not something any of his clients would do. There you go. (laughs) There's his cousin. Hey, man, it was my cousin. wasn't me. So A-Rod throws it on his cousin. A-Rod is a rat. A-Rod is a known and admitted PED user. But guess what? He's the most powerful voice in baseball. Tell me how that works. Is there anybody really? I mean, look, I love Fox. But is there anybody really that tunes in and says, you know, I got to see what A-Rod says about this. The dude is the worst dude in baseball. And as Rob Dibble always says, it's unbelievable. It is incredible that this guy, who was an admitted steroid user, an admitted liar, he threw it on his cousin to be the fall guy, and now is the rat, has the most powerful voice in baseball. I just want you to think about that for a second. There is no worse human being in baseball. Nonviolent crime division. No, 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 no. That Julio Uranus, violent crime. I'm going nonviolent crime division. I always go nonviolent crime division. We don't, we, we always separate violence from this kind of stuff. We do. We do. We make no bones about it. But I gotta tell you, he'll be on your TV in the playoffs. 
He'll be on your TV in the World Series, and it's freaking amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I say it all the time about college basketball, and I'm going to say it. I'm moving over here. I'll say it all the time about baseball. Cheaters prosper, man. Hey, Rod is the voice in Major League Baseball, the most powerful voice. What a country. Uh, the NCAA, there's a new report that's saying the NCAA could dissolve and the top teams could partner with the NFL. This is new news because it involves the NFL. Here's the deal. Coaches, including Bob Knight years ago, said that this should happen. A long time ago, coaches said, look, why are we even messing around? In fact, when I was the head basketball coach at Bowling Green, uh, one of my favorite people is Dr. Sidney Rabot. Sidney Rabot was the president. He later became the president at Howard. Wonderful man. Love Sidney Rabot. He told me one of my first years as a coach, we were at a lunch, and he's like, let's be honest. Bowling Green, the MAC, we should go 1AA. We should reduce scholarships. No one's coming to these games. It's costing a fortune. It is. And they should put all their money into basketball where they can compete nationally, sell merch. They should, but they don't because football is the big draw. I always said this as a basketball coach at Bowling Green. Look, I understand. You got 20, 25,000 seats here. We got six, maybe five. I don't know. Look, sell this place out. We're t- our toes are tapping. Sell that place out. We're shrinking the national debt, but our toes ain't tapping. Anderson Arena, great spot. But hell, half the people in there were students that came for free. So I digress. But that's just the way it is. That, I'm just telling you, that's the way it is. All right. A uh, couple of other things. I, I, well, let me back up. Of course they're going to do this. Why would they? Why would they want to, the big schools, why would they want to pay? Why would they want to pay? Bowling Green, the MAC, those kind of schools, part of the pie. They shouldn't. It just makes sense. The NCAA is on his last leg, and nothing would surprise me. NBA stars, you're going to have to actually play? Whoa, capesta, my eyes are burned. Holy smoke, wait a second. NBA star, there's a guy named Jalen Brown that's making $60 million a year. I said it, $60 million. The NBA Board of Governors unanimously voted on Wednesday to approve tougher resting policy rules and punishments for star players who sit out games including those on national TV and in-season tournaments, as well as multiple All-Stars sitting out together. It would be like me and Tommy sitting out a day here on OutKick, or me and Clay, or Clay and Jonathan sitting out a day. You can't have it. You know, if Charlie and I sit out a day, that's two superstars sitting out. One of us, maybe. Two of us, that's a catastrophe. The The rule would ultimately give the league office authority for greater oversight over discipline for missed games and an ability to find teams more than a million dollars for each instance of violating resting rights, sources tell ESPN. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Isn't it ridiculous that we have to have these policies? Isn't it absurd? You make $60 million. Now, don't tell me about, well, you know, they travel. They travel first class, private planes, sleeper cars. Don't tell me about food. They eat great food. They have trainers. Don't tell me about shoot-arounds. Really? And you can't play every game? And you got to sit out like LeBron did after 11 games? I always go back to my Uncle Jerry, God rest his soul. My Uncle Jerry, 41 years in a steel mill. 41 years, he got his ass up and worked. Whether it was 4 to 12, whether it was midnights, whether it was the day shift, my Uncle Jerry worked 
and worked and worked. I have no sympathy for these guys that can't play 82 games a year. But you don't understand. No, I totally understand. I've been to 8 million shoot-arounds in my life. It ain't that hard. Most times, by the end of the season, everybody's canceling shoot-arounds. It's incredible to me. It's incredible to me that you can't do this. Uh, Michigan State trustee Diane Bynum, Byram says in a statement she is disturbed and outraged that Brenda Tracy's name was leaked and calls for Michigan State to investigate. If you don't know who Brenda Tracy is, she is the advocate on sexual assault who tells young boys and girls how to handle it but didn't understand while uh, Mel Tugger was beating it to hang up. She didn't even think about it at the time, but Brenda Tracy is the advocate, and her name did get leaked, but she doesn't seem to be that upset about it. Brenda Tracy, I don't think, seemed to be that upset about it. What I've read, she's cool with it. Now, I get it. I get it. Diane Byram says, I am disturbed and outraged by recent reports indicating the name of a claimant in a sexual assault investigation was intentionally recent, an apparent effort to retaliate against her. Really? You think that's it, huh? We should unequivocally condemn attempts to silence or retaliate against victims. I call on Michigan State University to thoroughly investigate these troubling allegations, hold anyone who is found to have leaked or released the claimant's name accountable. We need to do everything in our power to ensure victims of sexual assault and abuse can come forward without fear or intimidation and have full confidence their identities and private information will be kept private. Yeah, okay. But I don't think Brenda Tracy minds. Shocking that Michigan State would be so stupid. Stunning that Michigan State uh, would be exactly what I've told you, right? Stunning. Shocking. What have I told you about Michigan State? Other than Izzo, the place is full. I mean full of just disgusting human beings. You know what I mean? Now, this guy who put this statement out, a guy named Kyle Austin, says, it wasn't leaked to me. She leaked it. She leaked it. I've been telling you, I've been telling you, other than Izzo, other than Izzo, and Izzo, you guys think that Izzo's a bad guy. Uh, No. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. It's just horrible people. Horrible media, in-pocket media. It's just what it is. It's just the way they work. They're the worst human beings on the planet. Nonviolent crime division, although... This seems to be violent crime division. And the media for Michigan State is worse. They're in pocket. They hide things. They are not reliable. You know, Larry Nasser, the disgrace now in prison, hopefully forever, doctor, worked at Michigan State for years. And it wasn't until members of the United States gymnastics team went to the Indy Star back when the Indy Star had human beings, back when the Indy Star was reputable. Maria Kwiatkowski, the great Mark Alicia, Tim Evans. Why did those women go to the Indy Star about a doctor that was on Michigan State's campus? Because you can't trust anybody in the Michigan State media. The East Lansing Journal is in pocket with the entire the entire athletic department. Everybody knows this. Everybody. If you worked there, and there's guys that got out of there. There's some guy on the radio uh, in Nashville that got out of there. I forget his name. But the fact of the matter is, Michigan State is filled with filth. I've told you this forever. You guys think I'm just mad because they chanted, we hate Dockage. No. I wear that as a badge of honor. Bad people disliking you, as my father always said, is a badge of honor. 
So now the victim leaked it. But Michigan State now, of course, they're posturing because Michigan State and Michigan State media is full of full of crap people as long as they are not named Tom Izzo because he is not. Izzo and I have had our goings. If I ever showed you the text messages of me MF and him and him MF and me, it was glorious. It's how I roll. I got no problem with any of them. We came to common ground. You've seen Izzo on this show, but everybody else, including the media, awful human beings. Uh, Novak Djokovic says he was never anti-vax. He's always been pro-freedom. Of course, that's pretty much we all, what we all are. I was never anti-vax. Me neither. Hey, I got it to go to work. I was always pro-freedom to choose, and that's something we really or we took really for granted. I didn't feel like a lot of people had a choice. I was encountering that on a daily basis with so many people in my country or around the world. See, here's my problem. I was the only guy in the country during COVID that for 60 straight days had a healthcare worker on. We had doctors, we had nurses, we had nurse practitioners, we had cleanup crew ladies. I bought them pizzas out of my own pocket, but if you read the Indy Star and our friend Greg Doyle, you'll never read about this stuff because I made them sad. But we did this for 60 days, and the stories were awful. Uh, People, men and women, having to come home, take off all of their clothes in their garage, put on a robe, and run to the kitchen, not talk to any of their children, to make sure they took a shower and scrubbed. Then, I'm sorry, while, while they were still naked in a robe, they would put their clothes in the washing machine to wash them because they couldn't go take a shower and then come back and get their clothes. The stories were awful. The stories, there was one of a lady who was cleaning hotel uh, hospital rooms. She was on my show. She cleaned, and she had these poor patients that were on iron lungs whose families couldn't get there, so she comforted them. And then you know what happened to a lot of these people? The Democrats in the great state of Indiana got them fired. The liberals got them fired. Why? Because they were anti-vax. Some of them, not all. It's a damnedest thing. Eskenazi Health had warriors, had heroes working there. We had 60 of them, different ones, on my show. And we honored them every day at 1.30. Bought pizzas, tried to make their lives better. And guess what? They got fired because the liberals in our city, in our state, decided that it was more important for them to do exactly what they said or lose your job. That's a bunch of crap. I am pro-choice. I am 1,000% pro-choice. On this, not on, not on abortion. I don't know why you guys are so excited about killing babies. I don't get it. I'll never get it. But, hey, you do you. Seriously. Uh, Alex Manoa never reported to AAA when he was optioned. He was upset about the decision. He's not even been throwing bullpens or sides. He plays for the Tol- Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah? What are you going to do? Go get him, Alex. You'll show him. Hell yeah. Uh, it can't go on without you. Baseball cannot go on without some guy named Alex Manoa. Not really. So if you don't like it, I don't know what we're supposed to do. I mean, golly, if Alex Manoa doesn't like it, what are we to do? I mean, the big guy has a 587 ERA. He struck out 79, and he's walked 59. Dude can't pitch. His whip... I don't know. 
I think that's hit walks and hits per inning is over one and a half, 1.74. It's your ass to triple A. It's your ass figuring it out. Nobody cares. Look, we all know this. Sympathy is between shit and syphilis in the dictionary. Care? But baseball can't go on. Alex Manoa. Oh, my God. All right, full disclosure. Full disclosure, I'm a big fan of Bruce Pearl. I wasn't for a while, but now I am. Bruce Pearl is not afraid. He's not afraid to speak out. He's not afraid to tell truths in his, and he's not afraid to fight against the scourge of anti-Semitism. I'll also, full disclosure, I don't really understand Israel. He does. I'm going to ask him. Also, full disclosure, I like him because the dude can really coach ball, and he's got a great son. He's got a great family, and you know what? Add all that up. I don't give a damn what he did back at, uh, back at Iowa 672 years ago. I always look forward to talking to Bruce. Last reason I like Bruce, and it's the same thing with me. We can disagree, and I got no problem. Don't insult me. Have a rational conversation, and we'll disagree. Same thing with Bruce. You may not agree with Bruce. You may not agree with his stance. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Can't wait to talk to Bruce Pearl next. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, Bruce Pearl is a controversial figure in college basketball, but that's like, who gives a shit? If you want to know the truth, my man Bruce Pearl wins everywhere he goes and wins massively. That's the basketball part of it. And players that play for him love him. They learn. They grow up to be men. I'd get in the basketball part out of the way, Coach, because I know that's your job, but you're so much deeper. I was telling Coach off the air, look, my sister-in-law Jewish. My nephews and nieces Jewish. I want to understand Israel, and I want to understand what in the hell's going on here where on September 11th, uh, Joe Biden has the balls to make a deal with Iran. I don't get it, Bruce. You were very outspoken about it, and I appreciate it. You know, Dan, thank you for the platform and the opportunity. You know, just honestly, it just breaks my heart is, is all it really does. It's it's not about political. It's not about bashing our president. I want our president to be successful and, and be the leader of the free world. But it's decision after decision done out of weakness. Um, you know, we don't we're exchanging hostages, our hostages for terrorists right now. Um, and, and I don't care how the State Department spins it. We're not idiots. I recognize this is their money. I recognize that that it's been frozen uh, as part of the sanctions for them being the state state. The worst sponsor of terrorism, in the entire world. But we're freeing up six billion. I don't care. That's as far as I'm concerned for hostages. That's ransom. And we're not supposed to negotiate with hostages. They're weeks away from a nuclear bomb. Uh, they're funding Hezbollah in Lebanon and they're Hamas in Gaza. They're all the sworn enemy of the state of Israel. So they're funding our allies enemy. Uh, it's just it, it, it destabilized the entire region. And, and isn't Iran building drones for Russia? 
and we're pouring all this money in our, in Ukraine and, and, and Iran's on the other side. Look, I want to be there. I want to be there. Their partner in peace. But this ex- extremist regime is our sworn enemy. Why are we negotiating with them? That's not how you get that's not how you get hostages back. And that's not how you lead the free world. You know, one of the things that you spoke of and we showed your tweet on it is dealing from a position of weakness. You know, as a coach, you can't deal from a position of weakness with players. As a businessman, you cannot deal uh, from a position of weakness with your employees or your business. People may have disliked Donald Trump, but I I had a senator on yesterday that told me, look, uh, he asked Trump, he talked about Putin and the whole uh, uh, Ukraine thing, and he said, I'm telling you, Putin, if you do anything here with Ukraine, You will not have the support of the United States. In fact, you will have a problem with the United States. Putin did not do anything. Now, that's not a threat. It seemed to be it was taken as a promise. And that's an example of dealing from a position of strength, not weakness. Right. I mean, look, wouldn't it be nice for Ukraine to be a part of NATO? Ukraine sits right on the border with Russia. I mean, I mean, I, I feel their pain. I feel their challenge. And it's awful what Russia has done for them. But you got to go beforehand and go, look, if you guys become part of NATO and, and Russia comes in attack by by treaty, we've now created World War Three. So, guys, it's not going to happen. But guess what? We're going to support you. We're going to do business with you. We're going to help you. And you need to continue to do business with Russia also. But no. We leave the door open for the possibility of Ukraine becoming a NATO member. What is Russia going to do? If if Mexico had the possibility of joining some axis of power against the United States, would we let that happen? I'm not defending what Russia's done. What's done what they've done is war crimes. But it could have been prevented with some diplomacy in advance and like you said, Dan, just some strength. You got to deal in strength. Why is there a rise in anti-Semitism in our country? At least I feel like there is. I feel women and the Jewish people are being, well, I don't know what the right word is, marginalized. I'm not sure the right word, but I don't like it. And I'm fighting against it. I don't like it. Dan, I don't I don't know why. I, you know, I don't know why, you know, it, it dates back, I think, to, to biblical times. I, I, I think here's, 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 and I agree with the rise. Um, I look as a coach, and 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 you know this. We're trying to bring people together, okay. And so I look at Jesus, and I I look at the greatest religion in the history of the world that got started through him and his disciples. I didn't go to Hebrew school growing up about what a great Jew he was, what an amazing rabbi he was, and how he celebrated the festivals that I celebrate as a Jewish American every day, including Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur coming up right now. And I know many of my Christian friends they didn't hear all about you know, the Old Testament, and, and and about their God being Jewish. To me, that brings us together. But I think what it has done is it's created a great divide. Um, and, you know, from there, I think there have been lots of different factors. Uh, it is definitely real. Uh, I Look, Dan, you have a very strong opinion. You 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 have those opinions on the show. In fact, I tweeted this yesterday about our sons being better coaches than you and I, and also the fact that. But we at least re, we have our strong, but we at least respect how the other side feels. Um, yes. I want to have respect. For, I want to have respect for other religions. I want to have respect for you know for other faiths and things like that. And and we've created this divide, and I think that's why there's a rise in anti-Semitism, and and I don't understand it, and it breaks my heart. 
What, what should happen in Israel? What do you want to see happen? Because I don't understand it. You do. I want to be educated by you. Seriously. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think we in this in this in this in this world, we got to recognize who our friends are and who our enemies are, and and also who are willing to kind of move. Like right now, the Iranian people they they want us to help. We should do what we need to do to help. Um, in Israel, um, I, again, under I think you could go back. Just go back to the Bible and understand. Look, the Jews were there three thousand years ago. They were there a thousand or so years before Jesus was born. Uh, this is their homeland. And in the Bible, it also talked about the fact that the Jews would return. Well, in the mid-1800s, through the move, Zionist movement, Jews began to return back to the homeland, just like it said they would in the Bible. Now, when they came back there, there were some Jews there, but there obviously were some Arabs, and there were some people that lived in what was known as Palestine, because when the Romans kicked the Jews out 2,000 years ago, they renamed it Palestine. But the Palestinians that lived there never had their own country. They were always part of other countries, whether it be the Roman Empire, the Ottoman Empire, so on and so forth. And so that after World War II, when the region was sort of a mess, that's when the United Nations kind of came in in, in, in the early 1900s and, and, and right after World War II. And they sort of created some of these, uh, these countries, including Israel. And you know what? Um there are 9 million people living in Israel right now, 6 million Jews, 3 million Arabs. About 2 million of the Arabs that are living there are, are doing fantastic, all right? They're in medicine, they're in politics, they're, they're successful, their families are thriving, but there are about a million Palestinian Arabs that are living there that want it from the rivers to the sea. They don't want Israeli citizens, they don't want to be in Israel. It would be like a group of Americans not just not wanting to be in America, like they'd want to have their own country here in America. Well, guess what? You can't. You know, you, you can live in Israel in peace if you choose, if you want to. But instead, the Palestinian Authority and Hamas and Iran funding these groups have said, no, we're going to help you. We're going to help you destroy Israel. And you know what? That's their goal. And honestly, in the next 20 to 25 years, there's going to, unfortunately, Dan, there's going to be a war there. It's going to happen sooner than later. And the world's asleep on it. It's it's asleep because Iran has said they're there for the destruction. They're arming everybody around Israel. Israel's not going to wait for Iran to get a nuclear war, have a nuclear uh, war. They're going to go get it. And then how is this administration going to respond? They say they're friends of Israel's. But you know what? Because Bibi Netanyahu is more of a conservative and way more on the right as an Israeli politician. Biden won't invite him to the White House. This is one of the United States' greatest allies. Could you imagine if the king, if Prince Charles came to this country, but couldn't get a meeting at the White House with the president because he's so far in climate change or so far? No, he's the, he's the king of England. It doesn't matter where he is politically, but somehow with Israel, it's okay to sort of separate that. And, and, and I just don't understand it. I want to go back to something, exactly what you're talking about. We talked about $6 billion going directly to Iran. Um, so people understand, to, to, to put it in the terms that you just did, this is funding an eventual war. That's what you're saying. You're saying this is funding an eventual war because you are giving the money to the people that want a war, that want to extract, and that want something to happen here and they're going to be more capable with six billion freaking dollars that that's exactly right that that you hit the nail right on the head and 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 it, it just insults me to listen to the state department spokesman try to explain it look it's not ransom 
It's not our money. This is not U.S. taxpayer money. We're simply freeing up money that's theirs anyways, that they've sold through, you know, through selling oil, so on and so forth. You know what? What do you think? I'm a freaking idiot. You don't, you don't, stop, stop. This country must be smarter than that. This is clearly ransom. And, it, and we are empowering a, a nation. And the Iranian people don't want this regime to be in power. They don't want them to get six billion more dollars to be able to stay in power. And 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 unfortunately, they, you know, I mean, I know this is the easiest thing that this administration right now can do is simply point to the former administration and say the mistakes that they made. And therefore, we're doing something different. And half of our country goes, well, it must be right. I mean, since since the former administration was doing it this way, half of the country. So we immediately you and I having this conversation, we've lost half of the country because we're saying that Trump maybe had it right. Oh, my God. Then it's all over. Well, you know what? Keep our head in the sand like it is right now. And you look at where the world is right now with Ukraine and with China and, and, and North Korea getting together with China. And then go back to your Bible and read about the powers of the North all coming together and there being a war in the Middle East. It's all being spelled out. It's all prophesized right there. And, and all we're doing is helping. You know what we say? The Jewish people say never again. We say never again. At 9-11, we say never forget. That's what we say. We say never forget. So then we get reminded never forget by on that day freeing up $6 billion. What a slap in the face to this country and the people that lost their lives against terrorism to then go ahead and give $6 billion to terrorists on that anniversary. You couldn't make this shit up if you tried. You can't. You, you, you can And you made the point. I'll give you six days, six uh, minutes, six hours. Get the hell and we're not doing this. You know what? I, I, I don't know if this even equates. And maybe I'm wrong about this. But they always say don't negotiate with terrorists. But you know how this goes, Bruce. Once you do something, it's easier to do it again. Meaning you don't normally get caught speeding the first time you speed. Right? I'm, I, I, again, I don't know. But based on that little bit of an analogy, you know, the, the doctor of death for Brittany Griner was a negotiation with Hashes. I'm not saying I, I led the charge. Brittany Griner should have been out. But once you do that once, Bruce, I feel like it got easy for these guys to do it again. And then the arrogance to do it on 9-11 is baffling to me. I don't care what side you're on. It's baffling that the arrogance to do that on that day and now here's a second negotiation with terrorists. It's not how this country was built. No. And, and, and Dan, I, I agree with that. And I, and I feel terrible, you know, for the families of these of these hostages. Uh, I'd, have feel, I'd feel terrible. God bless if Brittany Griner was still, you know, falsely you know, imprisoned. And, and, and I'm glad that she's home. Um, but I do think that when you pay ransom and negotiate with hostage takers and terrorists, all you do is make it more dangerous for the rest of us to go over there and travel. Uh, look, I don't want to be taken as a hostage. I don't want to go overseas and be abducted as a target. But I can promise you right now, if I ever was, I would not want my country to pay a billion dollars to get me back to fund terrorists to do more destruction and to kill more people and to create genocide around the world. You know what? I've had a good life. I've got 63 in so far. I'm way, way playing the back nine. I'm probably playing the last couple of holes right now, Dan. You know, but I, 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 I don't, don't give them the money for, don't give them that money for me. I'm sorry. Oh, I always say, hey, I ain't worth it. 
I'll tell you no. right now, I ain't worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Bruce, why do you think, like, all right, you're a man with a big personality and a big voice and big success. I guess I don't understand, or maybe I'm wrong. Have other Jewish leaders, have uh, whether it's in sport, let's go sports or, you know, media, whatever, I don't see other folks standing with you. I don't see other Jewish folks aligning with you, speaking out like you are. Am I missing it, or have there been folks doing this? Yeah, Dan, there there have been there have been folks that have done it. Um, you know, it's obviously the position I have, and you providing me this incredible profile on Outkick and and having this opportunity. Will it come back to haunt me? Yeah, it it, it will definitely come. I'll get kickback. I'll get I'll get a lot of kickback, but I'm also going to get some support. But I think I think the position that this is a great country and we have an ability to voice our opinions. And and the difference is the people that are going to criticize me are going to criticize me in two ways. One, shut up and get in the gym and coach and try winning a championship sure. instead of losing a instead of losing a 10 point lead to Houston at halftime when you had the number two team in the country on the ropes. And, you know, when you're spending all this time doing all this stuff, you should be scouting and recruiting and all this other stuff. Look, as long as I can continue to be competitive, I think God, Dan, I think God's blessed me. You know I'm a good coach. I'm not a great coach, but God's blessed me in so many ways to, to be able to be at a place like Auburn where, you know, where where, where we where we're we're playing for championships every year. And and hey, how about this, Dan? How about this? The other night in Neville Arena, we had six thousand students come and worship. We had two amazing Christian speakers. It was sponsored by a couple of student organizations, so we were in a safe place because it was student sponsored. But me and my staff, particularly Chad and Tanya Pruitt, my on my on my staff, worked to make this happen. How many public institutions could that happen at? There'd be a separation of church and state. There'd be a call for this or that. But the students at Auburn wanted it. It wasn't forced upon anybody that didn't want to to worship and praise the Lord, but it happened. And 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 here's the deal: we got to fight for those things so they can continue to happen. We need to continue to have dialogue on both sides, and and sort of come to it. And then we need to get to the ballot box. And if you don't like the way things are going in the direction it's going, then you got to vote for it for change. Because because right now, obviously. And I feel terrible because I look. I love Barack Obama as a basketball coach. When a when a black man got voted in this country, I cried. I voted for him twice. I was so proud, and still am, so proud of our country for breaking down the barriers of racism and things like that. That and 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 I didn't agree with a lot of his policies, and he wasn't a friend of Israel's. And, and, and he was a basketball player, and he was a dude that I wanted to agree with all the time. I just didn't. It's not personal. I wish Joe Biden uh, was more successful as our president. I wish he was. And it, it breaks my heart to see him physically fail. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I blame the people that are around him that have put him in this, in this awful office position and the decline of our life. But we, we, we're not going to be silent. And I'll tell you right now, as a Jewish American— Having having witnessed six million Jews die in the Holocaust, okay, where was the world then? When when in 1941, before millions and millions died, the leaders of the world saw the camps being built. Did they bomb the rails? Did they shut down the trains? No, they did not. They let it happen because it took a lot of attention off the fronts, the Russian front and the, and and the European front, and 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 as a result, we would end the war quickly because they spent all this time murdering my people. So you know what? I'm not going to keep quiet. I'm not. Deal with it. 
I love it. I love it, Bruce. I, 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 I live by what I call the mirror. You know, I left West Virginia. People ripped my ass. I knew I was doing the right thing. Indiana, I mean, I, I live by the mirror, and I don't understand something, and I, and I want you to clear this up, but you can't. I don't understand how if I were a world leader back when you're talking about uh, the Jewish people, six million murdered, I don't understand how I could live with myself. I don't understand how I can make the decisions that I make. You and I both say the same thing. We want the president to be successful. I don't give a damn if the president is white, black, Democrat, liberal, conservative. I don't give two shits about it, truthfully. I want the president to be successful. I want his policies to be for all of us. But I don't understand how you live with yourself when you pay $6 billion on 9-11 and you know the hurt that this country went through. I don't understand how, going back to what you said, leaders across the country didn't stop the genocide of Jewish people. I don't understand how people live with themselves, Bruce. That's a big thing for me. I just don't get it. I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, again, as I as I said, um, is it possible that that because of you know the Germans were spending so much time and effort and energy on on their genocide on that final solution, it 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 took troops off the front lines and maybe ended the war sooner and saved lives. I'm 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 willing to say that our that our the world leaders made that decision. I know reading about Churchill, uh, he was not in favor of that. He was definitely in favor of of at least slowing the process down. And and right. they and they and they and look, they chose not to. Um, look, Israel right now is a much stronger country than it was 25 or 30 years ago. Um, you know, the United States has been a great ally and a great friend of Israel's, and and it's allowed it to. It, first of all, it recognized it, and it allowed it to be born. And and in many ways uh, helped it survive, um, but now actually Israel is is one of our strongest allies and one of our greatest friends, and 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 obviously uh, both politically, militarily, uh, diplomatically, a great great friend, and uh, and but yet it's surrounded by it's surrounded by some people that on the one hand want to destroy here her, but on the other hand you've got Gulf Arab states. That that are through the Abraham Accords that have said, you know what? It's in our best interest right now to be a friend of Israel's. And as long as Israel and the United States continue to position the Middle East, where it's still in the best interest of those countries to be allies with the United States and Israel versus China, Russia, and Iran, we have a fighting chance for stability in the Middle East. But if we don't, if it's not in Saudi Arabia's best interest to be an ally of the United States, but it's in their best interest to be an ally with China. Well, guess what? They're going to do it. It's in their best interest, as they should. And I just don't know where I don't know where we are. We 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 kind of we we want to have it both ways. And and you guess what? In this, you got to you got to decide. You got to change defenses or not? Who you starting and who you aren't? You got to make some decisions. And it seems like every decision we make. Whether it be Afghanistan or whether it be Ukraine or whether it be, you know, what's good, what's, what's going to happen in China and Taiwan, you can almost see what's going to happen. Um, we got some work to do. Got a lot of work to do. And everybody that I've had here on the border says the open border is only making China stronger. It's being run by the cartels. It's making cartels stronger and it's making China stronger. We seem to be making well, I don't know, our enemies stronger while weakening our country, and that should be spoken out against. Yeah, for sure. And look, Dan, I, th we are a country of immigrants, and the immigrants uh, that came to this country uh, for years and years and years have made it stronger. You know, my grandfather came over here when he was 11 years old, escaped Turnipole. He brought his 
four younger siblings with him, uh, and he was the oldest at age 11. Uh, he became a pipe fitter and a plumber. He worked in the Boston shipyards building you know, ships uh, to go to war, uh, and he wasn't a citizen until he got to age 32, and he told me it was the greatest day of his life. So I am all for immigration. I am all for uh, for people coming from around the world and coming to this country. Uh, we still need uh, great, you know, great immigration. There are still opportunities in our country uh, for for lots of different people, but it can't be through open borders. It simply can't be, and it makes no sense. Again, it's one of those things that you try to figure out how is this good for our country? Like, what's going on? Like, I know maybe it was Trump's ideal to build that wall and make Mexico pay for it. But if building the wall makes our border more safe and secure, who cares who idea it was? You know, this is what the thing with Democrats and Republicans. For years, the Democrats were the party of of wanting him, uh, of, of, of actually, you know, wanting a different. They wanted to build the wall. But now because right. Trump went and built it, now they can't have anything to do with it. And that's why Washington, D.C. is so corrupt and so polluted is it's 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 not about doing what's best for a country. It's about it's about staying in power and it's it's dysfunction on steroids. You know, I know Tommy Tuberville's in the news, former Auburn coach. We had him on the show and, you know, he 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 said, I, I didn't I never imagined in my wildest dreams that this would be such a shit show in Congress, in the White House, in politics. Just a lying, thieving shit show. And I hate that because, again, I go back to what you and I are talking about. You want them to be successful. You want them, you, you know, you elect somebody, you want them to do what's right. And co common sense just seems to be out the door, Bruce. And I'm glad you're bringing a ton of it. And I'm glad you're not afraid. I really am. And, and the beauty of you is, you know what? I like the fact that you don't give a rat's ass. You're going to say what you need to say, and that's exactly why I left ESPN. I'm going to say what I need to say. If you disagree with it, let's discuss. If you agree with it, great. That's it. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah, I, I thank you, Dan. I, I understand, and I agree. We should be able to do that, and and, and it's okay that we have differing opinions. Um, but I think the thing that we, we've got to be, be mindful of on both sides of it, whether it be on the right or the left or where you are, the power of the media is real. Um, the power of social media is real. And, and I'd like to think that whenever we possibly can, we need to focus on getting to the truth. And both sides play the political game. The right takes it you know, too far. And, and, and don't politically spin it beyond, what it beyond the truth, beyond the reality, just because, because, right. because you want to sell it. And the media is complicit on, on both sides of it. You, know, you just can't find – you can't find – you can't find any middle ground, and we've got to find some middle ground. And I've got to be, you know, one of the things that I, I've not talked about mentioned, I'm a part of some of the biggest philanthropic gifts that my family's given has, been, has gone to Palestinians living in Judea and Samaria to help them be successful economically. Like, like, like I, want, I, I want Israel to be able to survive, but I also want if there is a minority in this country, let's say, you know, you and I have been fighting for, you know, for African-Americans for our whole lives because of being in coaching and trying to uh, provide opportunity. My goodness gracious, you and I are both old enough to know what the real civil rights movement was like. You and I have been in schools, Dan, where going, wait a second, this is wrong. Look at the state of Indiana. You're in the state of Indiana. 
Some of those schools in Indianapolis or in, in, in Indiana are like college campuses. You know, you and I both back in the day, we were in Gary. We were we were in up in you know East Chicago, whatever, and and or or been in rural parts of Indiana. Go now, wait a second. This isn't right. These kids are not having the same opportunity, you know, for success. So we've been on both sides of of, of the struggle. Um, but the media, obviously, it's hard to it's hard to figure out what's what because you and I do obviously believe a certain way. Half the country, half the country thinks we're terrorists. And they think we're idiots and they and they think we're dangerous. And and I don't think they're dangerous. I, I don't agree with them, but I, but I but I don't I, but they have a right to how they feel. But they, unfortunately, I don't think you and I have any right to say the things we do because 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 they're going to try to silence us because somehow we might say something about a COVID vaccine, COVID vaccination, wanting it to be successful, but 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 questioning whether or not it is what's wrong with that. The way this country was built. I know you got a meeting. I, I could talk to you. I can do the whole show with you, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. We'll get talking about basketball, maybe. Hopefully, you'll come back, maybe, as the season gets going, and we can talk some hoops. But this is far more important, in my opinion. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. It is, that It is. And listen, I got to continue to be competitive and win at Auburn. And, and thank God for the kids that do decide to come here and play here. And they understand, look, it's about winning championships, but it's also about being a great student athlete, being a better brother, being a better teammate, being a better citizen. God bless you, Dan. God bless America. And war damn eagle. War damn <laughs> eagle. Tell Stephen I said hello, will you please? I will. You do the same. Thank you. My pleasure. That's Bruce Bye-bye. Pearl. I love talking to smart people. I'm never the smartest person in a room. So I just ask Bruce and shut up and listen and learn. That's what you should do. I mean, I don't know enough about it. But I do now. I know a lot more now because we had Bruce Pearl on. I hope you do too. Look, when we come back... We are going to talk some sports. I hear from you people all the time. Yeah, you should talk more sports. No, no. I I wanted to tell you who could dribble a basketball or whether Cassius Winston should go left. I'd have stayed with ESPN. But I'm 61 years old. I don't have Bruce Pearl money. I mean, but hell, I don't care. Who cares? I just, you know what? That's why we are here. We are here to talk about everything, including sports. And we will get to sports When we come back, I promise you, I thank Bruce Pearl. Great family man. Love his son. Steven's going to be one of the great coaches in the country. He's already one of the great assistant coaches in the country. I don't know, man. All I know is where Bruce goes, winning follows. I mean, I don't know. You get mad all you want. But where Bruce goes, winning follows. And if you're mad about a coach that is speaking out, then you're an idiot because that guy's smarter than whoever is criticizing him. Thanks, Coach Pearl. We shall return. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Two-time Pro Bowler Eric McMillan is going to join us. Look, man. Uh, Eric, well, frankly, Eric McMillan is, is the New York Jets. He is. Played at Missouri, New York Jets. 
Uh, on the announce squad, look, Eric McMillan is going to discuss with us a couple of things that are huge right now in the NFL. One, I call it AstroTurf. You guys can call it artificial grass, whatever the hell you call it, grass versus turf. I don't can't believe, I really cannot believe that there is turf still in the NFL. It's really hard to fathom. I mean, look, back when guys had to supplement their income by being school teachers or doing something in the offseason, all right, maybe I understand it, but you got millions, hundreds of millions invested into guys, and I'll never understand why they do that. I won't. I will not understand that. And then, of course, I'm a believer in Zach Wilson. Here's my thought on Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the Jets, and I want your thoughts on the YouTube chat. I believe this. Zach Wilson can throw the football. Zach Wilson was good enough to be the second pick in the NFL draft. All right. That means I don't give a damn whether or not you think Zach Wilson is really good or he's not really good or whatever. He was good enough to do that. Okay? And Zach Wilson got his behind kicked. He got publicly embarrassed. He was given a chance. He got his butt whooped. He got benched. They brought in Aaron Rodgers. It was a national story. And now he gets a chance. Now he gets a chance to right a wrong. This is his opportunity. And I always believe in people when they've gotten their ass kicked and they come back strong. Uh, Eric McMillan joins us. Can you hear me, Eric? Not yet. I I got him on mute. I can't hear him. If that's me or or Eric, I I don't know. But I always believe, and I'm anxious to hear what Eric thinks because Eric would know better than me. He would know way better than me. Uh, whether or not Zach Wilson is capable. I personally don't know whether he's capable. I don't know whether he's a superstar. I don't know whether he's a guy. I have no idea. Dylan, let me know. And Nick, let me know what's happening here. Uh, Eric, can you hear me? He can hear me. I can't hear him, and I don't like it. I want to hear him. Less of of me and more of him. You shitting me? That's how I'm looking at this. I don't know what's going on. Tell me, Dylan, or tell me and let me know. But, hey, look, you know how I feel about things. I feel like if – what's that? Uh, We're not getting his audio, or are we? Eric, can you hear me? We'll get that We'll get that uh, worked out. Oh, okay, it's Eric's audio. We'll get that worked out. But, hey, look, to me anyway – the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What, what, what really option do you have? You're not going to go out and get somebody. Tom Brady's not coming in. I heard Ben Roethlisberger and all that stuff. They're not coming in. But here's what you got to understand. You got a guy there that was the second pick in the draft. Good enough to do that. Smart enough to do that. Yes, he failed. Yes, he had a hard time. Yes, it didn't work out for him last year. But now, ladies and gentlemen, my man gets an opportunity. And when you get an opportunity, a second chance, and you've had your ass kicked, and you keep working, and if you watched Hard Knocks even a little bit, you know that this kid really bonded with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers became a mentor. Aaron Rodgers made everybody in the building buck up, including Zach Wilson. Learn how to study better, read defenses better, understand when to throw the ball away. A punt's not a bad thing. Keep yourself out of harm's way. All those things I have been told by people that Zach Wilson has learned. Well, guess what? Now he gets the opportunity. And if you were going to bet, and I always use gun to head, 
If somebody was going to say to me, gun to head, gun to head, is Zach Wilson going to succeed? My answer is gun to head, Zach Wilson absolutely succeeds. Now, I get why people may say no. I do. I get it. I'm not mad about it. But I also get why I say yes, and I'm always right, and you're not, so screw you, and away we go. Hey, here's an update. Here's an update on our friends at Oberlin College, ladies and gentlemen. Remember the lady, Kim Russell, came on our show at Oberlin College? Listen to this. They reassigned her. 27 years, Kim Russell coached lacrosse at Oberlin College. 27 years. I can't even name you. I think it's like eight Hall of Fames that she's in. Numerous players have stood up for other coaches at Oberlin. Well, when she was on the other day, Kim Russell said she was going into a meeting at 2 o'clock. And when you go into a meeting with human resources on a college campus, particularly a crazy-ass liberal college campus, guess what? Bad things happen. Very bad things happen. Kim Russell reported back, I've been taken out of role of coach, which I've done for 27 years. I've been a PE teacher, a coach, and a teacher of programs of wellness, yoga, all sorts of things, kickboxing, and been asked to take a role as employee wellness program director, which would have no contact with students and be creating things, which is paperwork. How sad is that? Oberlin College, you suck. We've always known you suck. Oberlin College, you've always sucked. Uh, I think it was Men's Health Magazine listed Oberlin College and Brown University as the least inclusive for men. Horrible places to work. 27 years this woman has influenced young ladies. 27 years this woman has influenced in a very positive direction that campus. What was her crime? You know what her crime was? Saying that there are only biological men and only biological women. That's this woman's crime. Now I want you to think about that just for a second. That's this woman's crime. She did not acquiesce. She did not say there are 8,727 genders. She simply said there are boys and there are girls. And she gets fired. She didn't get fired. She got pushed into a role that, as she said, involves paperwork. Paperwork. Imagine that. Paperwork. That's where they put somebody that has been such a freaking champion for women. Such a freaking champion for Title IX. And she, ladies and gentlemen, is now pushing paper. That's what she's done. She's pushing paper. She posted a personal viewpoint about Leah Thomas winning an NCAA championship, and it wasn't the viewpoint of Oberlin College. Natalie Winkenfoss, associate director of athletics, said to Russell, unfortunately, you fall in the category of people that are kind of filled with hate in the world. How about that? It's unacceptable to have your own opinions, or it's acceptable to have your own opinions, But when they go against Oberlin College and their beliefs, it's a big problem. Craig, C-R-E-G, Jans said, how about that? She didn't break any rules, none, she said. There are no rules that I was breaking. Speaking my belief, my opinion. Hopefully we have Eric now. 
When I took that to the college with a letter from my attorney, I said, if I am breaking university policy, tell me what the policy is. Do so in writing. If you're going to fire me for breaking the policy, do it now. It's unbelievable. Hopefully we have Eric. Do we have Eric, Dylan? Eric, how are you? Oh, man. Hopefully we'll get this worked out. Is that unbelievable? It is unbelievable that a woman gets fired for simply saying and called a hate person. There's no hate. She came on this show and said, I have no problem with anybody, transgender, LBGT, any of it. But because she did not, because she did not follow, mm, she is considered hateful to Oberlin College. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Don't you build up a little bit of equity? Don't you build up just a little bit when you work for some place 27 years and have a damn record like she does? Not a wins and losses record, but of helpfulness, of giving, of paying it forward, of paying it back. Don't you at least have a little bit of equity? We're waiting to get Eric McMillan lined up. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. urged Joe Biden to debate. Eric, can you hear me? I'm going to keep trying. He urged Joe Biden to debate to prove to voters, listen to this, that unelected people aren't running the White House. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. One of the most famous political names in our country historically, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is saying, Joe Biden, you got a debate to show you're a real person. You got a debate to show that you have a real stance on issues, not a puppet for somebody else or some group or groups of people. Now, I just want you to think about that for a second. That's where we're at in this country. R.F. Kennedy Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is saying that the president should debate so we can see that he actually understands the issues. Last time he debated, he actually did better than people anticipated. Now it's four years later. Maybe he'll do better than people anticipate. I don't know. Who knows? Hey, as Bruce Pearl and I just spoke on, I want the president to succeed. I don't care if you're liberal. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican. I don't care less. Black, white, Hispanic, I don't care. I want you to succeed for our country. But when we are at the point, when we are at the point where we've got to prove that the president is coherent enough to be an elected guy, that's a sad point. That's a hell of a sad point. It just is. Uh, MGM Resorts, there's a breach. It's costing the casino every minute. Every minute the casino is down. There's a hacker group called the Black Cats. Black Cat infiltrated the company system in 10 minutes using an employee name and a phone call, and it's costing MGM Casino billions, going to be billions. MGM, somehow, somehow MGM, in 10 minutes, a known hacker group said, hey, wait a second. Uh, we can get in here. Hold on a second. We can get in. We can go. Wait a second. What? It shut down all of the resort's websites. It shut it down. Period. Shut it down. Woo. Tell you what, uh, somebody, somebody's is going to get fired. You know, we just had this happen two different places around here, and I, I, I don't know. Are the hackers smarter than the people that are paid to protect us from the hackers? I feel that they are. 
I feel that they are, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. I'm not. Uh, here's a police photo of Damilo Cavalcate. You know who Danilo is? He's the guy that is the murderer that escaped from prison. That's right. He escaped from prison. He was on the lam. Look at this. Takes a village. Look at this clown. See, you post pictures like this, and then every other clown sees this and says, you know what? That guy's a hero. Look at all the manpower it took to capture one little crazy dude. Look at all that manpower. So this guy becomes a hero. I I don't get it. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But look at this picture for just a second and tell me there's got to be something wrong here. I don't know what it is. I don't. But I feel like we are, by doing this, we are glorifying criminals. We are saying to criminals, hey, look, man, you want to be forever immortalized? Do what this idiot in the middle did. Murder, rob, run, and we'll come at you. I, I don't get it. I, I honestly, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'll never get it. And away we go. I don't get it. But hey, this is the world we live in. If you're a criminal, cops got or military or whoever the hell this is, take a picture with you. I don't think it's good. But what do I know? I wonder if the YouTube chat does. I got to get there. Uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Weirdness, that's right, the per- Perpetual Weirdness, the group, ladies and gentlemen, that got, well, honored, honored on the field by the L.A. Dodgers, just had one of their leaders, guess what, arrested. Oh, I don't know. What for? Well, uh, pornography. I'm shocked by this. I'm stunned by this. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Yeah. Uh, There's a senator, Tori Adkins. Tori Adkins, a California senator, says, we stand with them. We stand with the Sisters of Perpetual Awfulness. All the while, one of their leaders is, oh, I don't know, getting arrested. How about that? for crimes against kids. Now think about that for just a second. Think about that. Crimes against children, and these people are being honored. Matt Walsh says a few months ago, the left was celebrating the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The L.A. Dodgers gave them an award. Public elementary schools invited them to read to children. How about that? There's an article about a decade of guess what? Community service. Yeah? All right. Well, guess what? They just had a dude. They just had a dude. The owner of Reverend Nat's Hardcore Cider. God dang. Just got arrested for crimes against kids. How about that? I, I don't know what to tell you. Caught masturbating in a California park in front of kids, allegedly. How about that? Just sitting out there, 53 years old, masturbating. Clinton Monroe Ellis Gilmore made no attempts to hide his perverted act, sitting there out in the open, 
just beating baiting fish. He could get it. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for your diligence and your stick to itiveness <laughs> to get this thing figured out. Two time man, all pro. Technology's Eric been tough. You see the Jets. <laughs> Technology's hey, been tough on me, man. Couple questions. Oh, me too. Are you kidding me? If I didn't have a team, I'd be, you know, you'd see a blank screen right here. Hey, uh, I'm shocked uh, that we're still playing on, well, I call it artificial turf, astroturf, because I'm old. I'm stunned that we're not playing on grass. Your thoughts on that, and what is playing, what is the difference to a player playing on turf as opposed to playing on fake turf? Well, I'll tell you, the, the kind of stuff they're playing on now, man, the turf is really uh, it's really a heck of a lot softer. Uh, it gives a little bit. It's got a lot, a lot of bounce to it. Uh, it's better than, you know, than what I played on and what anybody else played on you know, who played the game before me. Um, you know, it's, it's really a great playing surface, man. It looks good, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I wonder... Does the climate, you know, that you're in have anything to do with it? You know, but it's kind of I kind of dispute my own my own debate when I look at, you know, Aaron Rodgers came from Green Bay and Green Bay, you know, it's a pretty cold place up there. So I guess, you know, they're playing on they're playing on natural surface up there. Right. In Green Bay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder if the turf has something to do with, you know, the climate. I just I'm, I'm not I'm not well versed on that, but uh you know, it's a much better playing surface, and guys can play a heck of a lot longer on that surface. Back when you played, the surfaces were really hard. I remember being Indiana University, where I went, had a turf field, and I remember going down there and like, God dang! Now they play on beautiful grass. Uh, when you were playing on those turfs, or uh, on, on, I call it astroturf, fake grass, as opposed to right. real grass, how big a difference was it for you uh, the next day or Monday when you woke up? Could you tell the difference? Yeah, in terms of, you know, you're playing on turf, you know, you might get a turf burn. So you might have a scar for life, you know, for real. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I can tell you Philadelphia's turf was probably the, the if not the first worst turf that I ever played on. Uh, Houston could be the the other uh, vote. They get my vote. You know, uh, Philadelphia's turf was coming apart at the seams. So you could be walking or running, you know, down the field and your foot would go step in between the creases, you know, because the stitching was coming apart, you know, so you're like stepping in a gap, you know, in the turf and your foot can very easily get caught in that. And I remember uh, we were playing, uh, I was with the Eagles for a short period of time. We were playing Chicago in Philly at the vet and Wendell Tyler, you know, jumped up and um, he caught the pass. When he came down, he blew both his knees out at the same time on the same play. You know, that was terrible. And then we went to Houston um, when I was, you know, with the Jets. You know, they shared their their their, their football field with the baseball team, and they had, um, you know, the, I guess the baseball players, you know, chew the chew the dip and whatnot. They had stains all on the turf, man. I was like, wow, this is disgusting. So, <laughs> yeah, they that's got, my story. Uh, baseball players got big wad of chew in. Next thing you know, you're sliding around. You're you're getting oh come on! Football's tough enough without getting in someone's spit here. What are we doing? Mm, yeah. <laughs> hey Eric, yeah. 
as a Jets, as a Jets guy, you saw Rodgers go down. Here's what I've said, and I'm curious your thoughts. I coached for a long time uh, college basketball, and I always felt like players that get benched or go through some stuff and keep working usually come back stronger. Zach Wilson is now the guy. He's the second pick in the draft. He gets benched. You know, here we go. But you understand football way more than I do. Is Zach Wilson good enough to lead the Jets to what is expected of the Jets this year in Rodgers' absence? Well, I think he just showed that he is and he can. Uh, he just demonstrated that this, this past Monday night. Um, he, did, he answered that question for you. Um, what we're looking for and what I'm looking for, and I think every, the rest of the world is looking for, we're looking for consistency. You know, uh, his right. first year was very much a learning, a learning experience. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of things he had to learn. And, you know, he had to take your lumps and bruises. You know, quarterback is a very, very tough tough, uh, tough position. And, um, you know, you got to, you know, they got to be just as aware or even more aware than the free safety back there, you know, because I'm back there thinking about the what ifs and, you know, I'm looking for certain cues and things and he's looking for the same thing and he's got to know where he's going. I mean, he's got, they got a lot to learn. So uh, his learning curve was uh, – pretty curved to <laughs> say that but he's got a good teacher in Aaron Rodgers so you can really I really see a difference in Zach Wilson's play in Monday night's game and in the preseason games compared to the way he played the entire season last year um, he didn't throw any picks Monday night um, you know it wasn't any questionable kind of throws I thought he was pretty accurate uh, very strategic uh, instead of trying to throw the long bomb you know every five minutes you know, he was throwing the short route, getting big games. So uh, he made some great decisions, and he's learned he's learned a lot, you know, since Aaron's been there and kind of coaching him, you know, through the progressions and whatnot. So I think I think Zach Zach is uh, he's on course, man. You and I both know it is the overreaction league. Like, you know, he was great last week, but all you got to do is throw one bad pass in the fourth quarter. Next thing you know, you can't play dead. I mean, and particularly in New York – particularly this year with the Jets, because there is, I don't know, you know, when, when they got Rodgers, you're a realistic guy. You're a former player. So I'll ask you, what, what are the expectations? What were they with Rodgers, and what are they now? Well, the expectation, you know, Rodgers is one of my favorite quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, when, that, when, they, when, they, when they got him signed, I was just ecstatic, and I was just like, wow, maybe I get a chance to meet him, you know, kind of thing, And because uh, I, I really admire his play. His courage, his leadership—you know—I admire everything about the guy. I like his off-off off-field uh, persona. You know the way he, he handles himself and whatnot. You know during interviews and in the public. Um, you know I expect him to come in and you know do, you know bring us, keep us in some games. You know keep us in some games. You know take us over the edge. You know on those close games. Uh, you know the teams that are not really ready to play. You know blow those teams out. You know, with your with your strategy, with your craft, with your your wits, you know, with your arm kind of thing, you know. But realistically, right now, I think uh, the defense, I'm switching over to defense. The defense is really playing excellent. Yeah. And those guys play like a pack of wolves, man. I mean, they're good. They are really, really good. They're not just it's not just two or three players. They're all good, including the guys that uh, didn't make the 53 man roster, but they're on the the practice squad and you know they're going to get a chance to play and i'm talking about smart um 
you know, all those guys are good, man. It's a shame that he didn't make the 53, but he's still there and he's still available. So they're going to keep us in a lot of close games. They're going to keep the games close, just like they did Monday night, and put us in a position where we can win a game. So, um, you know, a guy like Zach, you know, coming in, you know, he may he may have some three and outs from, from time to time, but the defense will go in and, you know, I expect them to step up and uh, get some three and outs to keep us close and do what we got to do. And then, hey, special teams, you know, at the very end wins the game for us. So it's it's a total team effort, you know. Football's the ultimate team sport. One guy can't come in and get it done like in a basketball game or a hockey game or a soccer game or a baseball game. Everybody's got to do their part on every single play in every single way. And uh, I was so proud of the Jets Monday night because they did just that. Yeah, they did. Hey, I want to go back to something you said talking about Rodgers uh, and your respect for his leadership. You know, you played late 80s into – early 90s, uh, a lot of great quarterbacks there. Who else do you respect? Who who else do you say, you know what, that guy was a bad man? Warren Moon, uh, Marino. Marino, Marino had, got a, had, a, had a hell of an arm. Uh, you know, Jim Kelly. <laughs> let, let, me ask you, let me ask you about Marino. Let me ask you about Marino because I, I don't know nothing. But I watch NFL football my whole life, and as I said, coach basketball. I've never seen anybody get rid of it quicker than Marino. You're sitting back there in the secondary. I don't think people really understand the value of getting that ball out of your hands quick, as quick as Marino did. Do they? No. Not until you – you really don't know until you see it, you know, until you see a guy, you know, release that ball, you know, as quick as he does, you know, with – it's like when you're thinking about, okay, he should throw it there. The ball's already been thrown, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what made him great. You know, we're thinking one thing and he's already doing it. Then you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Right. And because in your world, a tenth of a second makes a big difference. You've got to react. You've got to get there. And if a guy gets it out a tenth of a second quicker, which may seem like nothing to most people, that's huge in your world. Yeah, I've seen Marino actually uh, thread the needle, man. I've seen him throw a ball in between two guys that I don't think any any other human being could have got the ball there so quickly. I mean, with, you know, perfect spiral and everything. So, you know, <clears throat> Marino was, was that kind of dude. John Elway was that kind of dude. Um, you know, there was a lot of great quarter, a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks out there in my era, and uh, they all did some great things. You know, I – have respect for them all, to be honest with you. But on Sunday yeah. at one o'clock or four o'clock, whenever that game started, I didn't have no respect for them. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I get, I totally get that. You know, to that point, I, everybody calls Belichick a genius. I get all that. Good for him. But you know, you gotta kind of hate him if you're in the same division. Screw him would be my impression. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that was yours relative to Belichick. Well, you know, Belichick was, uh, you know, with the Giants during my era, and uh, he had not been, yeah. you know, been exposed to to New England at that, you know, during my era. But looking at the historical value of Belichick, you know, he did win some Super Bowls, you know, in my era, and uh, he did win some Super Bowls, you know, after I came out the league and, and you know, as a head coach. But looking at the way he did it, you know, this guy – drafted a bunch of no-name cats. He had a bunch of blue-collar workers that you never even heard of, and these cats were able, willing, and ready to 
to sell their blood, okay? And they were they were able, willing, and ready to get out there and do whatever needed to be done, however you said they needed to do it, and they all worked for the common goal of winning and defeating their opponent. And that's the way he put his super. I mean, you look at, you know, who was who was Brady before he got drafted? Who was Wes Wes Welker before he got drafted? I mean, come on, you can you can go down the line and mention a whole bunch of names, but you know. He, he 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 took a bunch of blue collar workers and said, "Get the work," and that's what they did. All right, last thing before I let you go, because you know everybody apparently is doing this. Belichick and Brady separate, so obviously we're keeping score, right? I mean, you know, Brady Super Bowl couple he goes to one he wins. Belichick not so much. In your mind, does it impact the legacy of Bill Belichick? What I guess he hasn't been able to do without Tom Brady. <clears throat> I say no. I don't think it I don't think it impacts his legacy or anything like that. I mean, every everybody has to go through a rebuilding period. Uh, you know, he lost a lot of his above great players who who really just <laughs> he he lost a bunch of superstars, okay? And you know, some of those yeah. superstars were no-name people that we never heard of, but uh He's going through a rebuilding process, and his legacy is what it is right now. I mean, he earned it. It's there. It's ingrained. It's it's in Canton, Ohio. So, you know, Belichick will always be Belichick. He's done what he's done, and no one can ever take that away from him. Whether he has a great season or a bad season this year, that's still Bill Belichick. You got to respect that, plain and simple. Yeah, I, I live in Indy. Only beat him, I think, the Colts did one time in a big game, so screw him. Uh, without Brady, he's not shit. How about that? How about that? You know, Yahoo. Hey, Eric, you know this. You're a fan. You're a fan. Screw that guy. He can't do shit right. without Brady. Screw him. Screw that. Well, hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for hanging in there with us, man. Great stuff. Hope you'll come back, Eric. Thanks. Hey, I'd love to come back, man. I'm sorry for the audio problems I'm having, man. I got to get that checked out after this call. But, uh, yeah, if you're willing to have me back, I'll be willing to come back. Absolutely. Book it. Thanks, Eric. You count on it. Yeah, good. Jets are still going to be one of the most talked about teams, and Eric McGrillan is an interesting dude to talk to, so I'm all in on having Eric back. He was, he was terrific. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, got a lot to get to as we close out a Thursday here, including our damn awards. Man, you can't just fire a woman because she said boys are boys and girls are girls. I guess you can at Overland College. All right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you have not taken your shot with points bets, do it right now. I'm going to have winners for you at the end of this show. It's perfect moment. Here's a big reason. Exclusive for first-time points bet users. Do this. Place an initial bet of $50. That's right, 50 large or more. Do more. 
on any bet, including tonight's game, which, by the way, is Philadelphia, who didn't play very well, and Minnesota, who lost to Tampa Bay. I'm going to be all over the Eagles tonight. And receive an official jersey from Fanatics.com. That's right. If you're not a jersey guy, though, you can opt for $150 in credit to Fanatics and load up on the gear you truly want. Terms and conditions do apply. You got to be 21 or older. If you think you got a gambling problem, call 1 800 9 with it. Be ready to head. Get into the game. Head to outkick.com slash bet. That's outkick.com slash bet now to snag this offer. Discover more incredible deals from our partners. Points bet. Ladies and gentlemen, the news of the day is that our friend Kim Russell uh, got reassigned to push paper at Oberlin College. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, bump it a bump, bump it a bump it a bump. It is the damn awards. First and foremost, the hero of the week. It is Kim Russell, Oberlin College lacrosse coach, women's lacrosse coach. 27 years she's been at Oberlin College, and those 27 years meant absolutely nothing to America's worst university or college or whatever the hell you call that dump. They reassigned Coach Russell, who not only had been the lacrosse coach, but she was a yoga instructor. She taught all kinds of different PE classes, all kinds of different courses. And now, because she said men are men and boys are boys, or women are women, and they shouldn't compete against each other, her personal opinion, well, Oberlin College and the geniuses there said, nay, 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 no, Kim, doesn't matter that you have been an exemplary employee for 27 years, doesn't matter that you have been an exemplary coach, doesn't matter that you have been a fantastic role model for young women. We believe there is 8,672 different genders. That's right. That's what Oberlin College believes. And if you send your son or daughter there, God bless you. But she has been reassigned to, as she said, a job that does not involve interacting with students, does not involve coaching. It simply involves paperwork. You can't make this crap up. Seriously, you, you cannot make this garbage up in the world that we live in. The dunce of the week, Colin Kaepernick, and of course, RG3. Now, Colin Kaepernick is an interesting story. He said the NFL is like slavery when he was trying to get the, quote, cap money. He was trying to get the Nike money. He was trying to get all the little deals where cap could, in fact, make some scratch out of being a race grifter. I give Cap credit. I always have. He took a knee, and you knew that wasn't going to go over well. And next thing you know, he was out of the NFL, mostly because of his bad performance. But certainly people didn't want the distraction. And who can blame him? Look, if it was Joe Montana, they'd have said, let's play. If it was Jalen Hurts, they'd have said, come on. But these two guys couldn't play when they could play. Although Kaepernick was pretty good for a year or two, then obviously he declined. RG3 was good as a rookie, and then injuries and just being an idiot got him. RG3 tried to put him in the list of quarterbacks that the New York football Jets should call. And, of course, nobody's calling RG3. As I said, he couldn't play when he could play. Kaepernick could play for a little bit, but he hasn't played since 2016. And now he is begging, yes, begging the NFL, take me back. It's like dating when you're divorced. Look, your wife dumps you. Date her friend. That'll get your wife back. It used to be what I would tell my daughter's friends. Wait a second. Joey Bag of Donuts dumped you. I got the solution. Date his best friend. That'll get Joey Bag of Donuts coming back. Look, they always come back. 
They do. It doesn't matter if it's boys or girls or men or women or NFL players. Antonio Brown wants to come back. These clowns want to come back. Look, take that Baylor degree, RG3, and see if you can make as much money out in the real world. You're making more than you're worth at ESPN, but that's okay. A lot of us did. Kaepernick, I'm guessing that bank account's running a little bit dry. You better, I don't know, have Nike make another commercial showing how good you are. You go, Cap. My problem with Kaepernick is simply this. When I heard him speak in his documentary, I thought he was a clown. I did. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to. He's supposed to be a prophet. He's supposed to be a martyr to some of you. Not to me. Craziest story of the week, of course, goes to the Tugger, the great Mel Tucker, AKL Mel Tugger. Now, this story is so weird that even the people that are involved in the story are like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. So the great Tugger, Mel Tucker, has been placed on leave without pay from Michigan State. Supposed to be a hearing coming up. Mel Tugger says this is a sham hearing. Mel Tugger has admitted, he's admitted, to pulling it during a phone call, a somewhat consensual phone sex call with Brenda Tracy. That's what Mel Tugger says. Brenda Tracy, of course, says it wasn't consensual, and this woman, who is an advocate for sexual assault victims and tells both men and women how to avoid the situation, quote, didn't think to hang up the phone while Big Mel was pulling it. I would think to hang up. I don't know, but what am I? I'm just a guy with a great TV show. Mel Tugger is a genius. This woman, Brenda Tracy, is an advocate who teaches, lectures people on how to handle these situations, but opa, it never, she never thought to hang up the phone. Really? Hmm. Hey, Mel, what are you doing there? She said, eh, I'm pulling it. Yeah, I am. I'm pulling it. It's what I do. (laughs) It's the weirdest effing story ever. And it ain't going nowhere. Because when there's $90 million involved, the tugger ain't just going to lay back and say, just take my money. No, 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 no. Worst week, Aaron Rodgers. Four plays, done. Although, you can make the argument that Aaron Rodgers, on his two-year $75 million deal, fully guaranteed, gets to sit back, relax, and for the first time in maybe ever for Aaron Rodgers since he was a little kid, enjoy football. Yeah, that's right. He gets to sit back, relax, and enjoy football. I don't know. Seems like a pretty good gig to me. I don't know about you, but hey, put your foot, get it, get the uh, Achilles, get it sewn back, do some rehab, eh, drink some scotch, stretch that bad boy out. Jets fans, your worst nightmare came. Aaron Rodgers, four plays in, gone. However, what a great opportunity for a couple of things. The defense to become iconic. Look, if you become a great defense, and they were a great defense under Rex Ryan, then, ladies and gentlemen, you got a chance to win. It's also an opportunity for Zach Wilson. It's an opportunity for Zach Wilson to show that he was indeed worth the second pick in the draft. We shall see. Look pretty good. He can sling the caca. That's for damn sure. He's got a nice arm on him. And, of course, it gives us the opportunity to see more of Zach Wilson's mom. Hot mom never goes out of style. 
I'm a DILF, she's a MILF. I get it. I'm so tired of women coming up to me and calling me a DILF now that I've shaved my head two years ago. I'm embarrassed for them, and I'm embarrassed for me. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. That's it. That is it. How about that? Hey, there's always stupid around us. Now, we like to focus on the stupid in sports, and certainly I am one of those folks that is stupid. You can call me stupid, and I'll say, okay. I don't care what you call me. But this is really stupid. There's a White House correspondent, a White House, a Huffington Post White House correspondent. I got to tell you, I did not even know that Huffington Post was still a thing. I didn't know. I honestly don't know. Somebody tell me. Huh. Interesting. Well, a White House correspondent here, 22 years ago this morning, a foreign terrorist murdered nearly 3,000 Americans, but he could not have come close to ending or even hurting our democracy. That attack arrived 19 years, three months, and 26 days later at the hands of an erzaxed American. Huh. There you go. So... Donald Trump is worse than Osama bin Laden. Donald Trump, the Donald, is worse than Osama bin Laden. Uh, This guy is an idiot. His name is S.V. Date. He's the author of The Useful Idiot. Go read his book, I guess. I don't know. There you go. I mean, he's got a book. So what can I tell you? If we're going to listen to this guy, it's amazing to me that this is the kind of crap people put out there, the insensitivity. Look, if you think Donald Trump is the worst dude ever, great. Donald Trump is the worst dude ever, simple. But you don't have to involve 3,000 Americans and their families. You don't have to insult them by saying this stupid garbage. But again, nobody knows the Huffington Post. Nobody cares about the Huffington Post. Nobody knows who this is, although I must tell you, looking at it, he does, he does he does have a good following. We are a fascist autocrat. Autocracy is Donald Trump. That's his worst, according to this guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just say you're right. Speaking of weirdos, Mitt Romney is not going to run for re-election. Mitt Romney says it's time for new leadership in this world. I'm going to tell you right now. All right, say it with me, Jen and Sean, and everybody else that watches us on YouTube, say it with me. There's always a back story. There is never not a back story. There is always a back story. Say it loud, say it proud. Donald Trump says fantastic news for America, the great state of Utah, and for the Republican Party. Mitt Romney sometimes referred to as Pierre Delecto. I don't get it. Good for him will not be seeking a second term in the U.S. Senate, where he did not serve with distinction. A big primary fight against him was in the offing, but now that he will not, now that will not be necessary. Congrats to all. Make America great again. Mitt Romney, he gone. He gone. 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 Gone like a freight train. Gone like yesterday. Look, rich white guy that calls for a bunch of different stuff, yet is a hypocrite named Mitt. Eh, I don't think anybody gives a rat's ass. I don't think anybody's going to miss you. 
Uh, Pierce Delecto was Romney's Twitter burner name that got caught. Thank you, Nick. I did not know that. <laughs> hey, for those of you looking for my burner name, I think it's D Dockage. I do. I got another Twitter account because back when Twitter was being weird, like five years ago, they deleted my, deactivated my account, so I went and got another one. So if you see something from, uh, there's like 18 accounts with my name on it. I got to look and see what my other one, I think it's just D Dockage maybe. I don't know. Something like that. People act like it's not a badge of honor. It's a badge of honor in my world to have like 18 fake Twitter accounts in my name. Body of evidence, UFO expert display, supposed non-human alien corpse in Mexico. So we've got aliens. We've got alien corpses in Mexico. That will make my wife sad because the lovely Lee Ross Dockage, LLRD, as we affectionately refer to her, wants UFOs and wants aliens. She, before she dies, she's only 53, so it's got a long time, unless, you know, me and her in the satchel, never mind. Anyway, she wants aliens. She wants to meet an alien, and now apparently in Mexico, uh, we've got a dead, a dead, a corpse, which is dead, uh, in Mexico. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this. I want to see, I want to see a real corpse or a real alien in the United States of America. I do. I want to see it. I want to see white walkers. I do. So I'm looking up something that I hoped I would never look up. Alabama football player, sodomy. What's going on in the water in Alabama? A walk-on football player has been arrested on charges of sexual assault. Second degree sodomy. He was released after posting a $50,000 bond. Now, sodomy. Sodomy. Uh, Toronto uh, Antonio Ross Tonio Ross is no longer a member of the football program. Tonio was indicted by a grand jury. Apparently, this genius decided to sodomize a juvenile. How about that? Uh, he was arrested on a charge of second-degree sodomy with a juvenile female. I don't know what to tell you, but I got to tell you, man, Alabama is nuts. Alabama is crazy. You had the murder last year that, at the very least, had two players at, one providing a gun. You had the football player, the star wide receiver, that, for whatever the reason, slapped a Tennessee girl on the field. You got all kind of arrests, and now you got sodomy. Jeez. What the hell's going on around here? Come on, Bama. Get it together. You know what? Alabama. Mm. Mm. What a place. All right. Woking and doping. Woke and dope right here as we enjoy a beautiful afternoon here in the great city of Indianapolis. Let's see from the woke and dope crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got arrested for sodomy. We don't need that. All right. Woke and dope. What do we got? Mexico, 
Oh, that's pretty funny. Mexico has revealed a never-before-seen picture of the average U.S. senator. Oh, my God. I mean, we got to iron our face. We got to get walkers. We got to have people whisper in Dianne Feinstein's ear. We got a president that can't pick up his feet over cables. These are the people running our country. Now, look, I don't blame them. I mean, the average wealth of the American senator went up 6,997 million times since they were in office. Good for them. Elizabeth Warren, you led the charge. Remember when Elizabeth Warren pretended to be a Native American? She's pretended to be in Congress for a long time and now on a (laughs) $191,000 salary for like 50 years. This woman's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You go, girl. You wonder why guys will cheat, borrow, and steal. That's it. Money talks. Same thing in sports. Money talks. What's next? God, I'm handsome with this tan. (laughs) Never forget, I'm the asshat that couldn't be bothered to attend the 9-11 memorial. Never forget. I love the word asshat. We're going to do a segment maybe next week, and the segment is going to be Make Dan Laugh. You can always put ass hat in. You can always call breast cans, and I'm going to laugh. I'm just am. I'm sorry. Ass hat to me is glorious. All the other words, eh, but ass hat and cans. Hey, look at the cans on that, you know. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm sorry. It's absolutely fantastic. Next! Oh, man, Joe Biden does something horrible and stupid every Democrat ever. I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. There's a saying that I don't know if it's offensive or not, but the saying goes like this. Ray Charles can see that. Ray Charles can see that Joe Biden's the worst president of our lifetime, but see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, report no evil media. I didn't see that. I don't know if you can say Ray Charles could see that, but it's an oft-said statement about, about something that is obvious that people don't want to comment on. Joe Biden does something horrible and stupid. <laughs> Every Democrat knows, but we didn't see that. All right, I got a question for my listeners. I'm going to go to the YouTube chat right now. I'm going to go and see what I can come up with. Uh, I got a question for everybody. So this morning, Lee and I were just chatting yesterday. And by the way, like the like button, will you please? And say nice things about us on the chat. But anyway, the lovely Lee Ross and I were discussing this morning. We're like, you know, we usually go to bed around 9 o'clock. Tonight, we got to go to a fundraiser. Very much looking forward to the fundraiser. The fundraiser starts like, I don't know, 7.30. It's like this five-course meal at a fancy restaurant. And it's for my friend Jeremiah at Prime 47's foundation. They do a lot of good stuff. So we support it. Jeremiah is always great to us as the owner of Prime 47, so we'll support him. But I told Lee, I go, you know, it'll be about 10 o'clock, and we're going to be eating late. So she suggested something. Apparently over by our house is an IV. It's like a B12 shot on steroids. It gets your juices flowing. It gets you going. No, I'm not hungover. No, I didn't stay up till four in the morning. I played golf in an outing, had a couple drinks, bid on some prizes and came home. Simple. 
I was in bed by 10. So it's not that, but I got to ask anybody, do you guys know what this is? Does anybody know what this is? Because frankly, I don't want to do something that is going to like make me whacked out. I got a lot of energy. I'm on testosterone shots. I'm on uh, the drug shots that help you lose weight. Uh, I've had blood spinning on my knee. I'm feeling great. But Lee made the comment, and I said, huh, interesting. Do we go get the IV? Have any of you used it? I have not, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to go sit with a bag on for, I don't know, so I can stay up. We'll see. Anyway, if anybody knows, let me know. Lick, good to see you back. John M., Mike, Van Pasterman, of course, Gritty. Gritty's dying, Nick, for Jonathan Hutton to come on. Give the people what they want. Where the hell is Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow been? Jonathan Hutton comes on with that beard and that deep voice, and it makes the uh, president of the chat, well, no, that's Sean Black. It makes the vice president of the chat, and I'm not going to say the Kamala Harris of the YouTube chat. I will not do that to Gritty. Makes her all excited. Let's get him on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Patriot says, I get an IV every month. Best thing you can do, Dan. You'll love it. That's all I needed. All I needed was one person. My love language is verbal affirmation. In this case, written affirmation. Eric McMillan, terrific. Thanks for staying with us. Bruce Pearl, I mean, let's be honest. Bruce Pearl just got it done today. Bruce Pearl was a fascinating conversation. We've had a great week, and we ain't stopping now. We ain't stopping now. I'm, oh, she's the czar. That's right. I'm sorry. Gritty, you are the beer czar. You are the czar of the YouTube chat. And Gritty, I'm coming down to Bloomington this weekend. Lee and I, Lee's ex-husband, uh, my stepson, we're all coming down. Because EIU softball, where Tegan Shaw is now, has fall softball. And we're going to be right there. Yeah. So if anybody's in Bloomington, they want to say hello, we'll be at the softball fields. Have a great afternoon, everybody.